You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there, and welcome to Employment Rights Online, the podcast. We hope you're managing to keep your head up at work as more and more people return to the workplace. Now, this week, we look at one of the largest ever employment tribunal discrimination payouts awarded against a company called Kellogg Brown and Root, which is a science, technology and construction company. And that award was made by the tribunal for the dismissal of a senior employee who had mental health problems. The award was £2.5 million following a dismissal after a 36-year career with the company. So where did it all go wrong for KBR? Well, this case revolved around two strands. The strand of the employer, which was all about conduct, and the strand of the employee, which was all about mental health. So the employer pushed issues around conduct, saying it had dismissed the worker because of conduct issues, but the employee felt he had been dismissed because the employer failed to take into consideration the impact of a debilitating illness on his mental health. And what is clear from this award is that the employment tribunal believed the employee. So what is often forgotten in cases like this is that mental health is something that can come over you quite suddenly and also it can come about as part of suffering a traumatic experience, which is what happened in the case of the senior executive who won this case. The executive had risen to quite high ranks in the company, but found himself being sidestepped for the next senior executive position up the senior chain of the company for reasons which he didn't agree with. And when he tried to raise the issue, his concerns were not taken seriously. And worse still, the company began to see him as a bit of a nuisance and then accused him of displaying disruptive and challenging behaviours just prior to his dismissal. And it was on the basis of these alleged behaviours that the employer then inferred that the employee's performance had declined to such a standard that combined with the employee's poor attitude types of behaviour, the employee was no longer presenting as the type of leader the company wanted to keep. And once that belief had been reached, the employee was dismissed after 36 years of employment with the company following an investigation by senior management into the employee's behaviour. And the outcome of that investigation was that the employer found that it had lost trust and confidence in the employee enough that the company no longer wished to retain his services. Okay, so on the surface of things, the employer's strand of conduct, well, it looked pretty cut and dried. 
the employer alleging that the employee's behaviour had become so disruptive that it had affected the trust and confidence of the contract of employment between the employer and the employee. Except that there was much more to this case than the employer had ever considered. And in fact, the whole matter of the employee's health and the impact of the employee's health on his performance at work had been completely ignored. So what the employer was ignoring was the key position in employment law, that if you suffer a debilitating illness during the course of your employment, then your employer has a duty of care towards you and is supposed to take the issues linked to your illness seriously and take them into consideration when making any major decisions about you. And in the case of this employee, the employee had been diagnosed with a rare form of cancer for which he was receiving treatment, which included taking really strong steroid tablets that altered his mood and presentation. Medication which the employer knew about at the time of the dismissal although the employer wasn't aware that the employee had been diagnosed with cancer because that final diagnosis came after the employee had been dismissed. So what went wrong for the employer? Well, under the Equality Act, there is a much broader definition of disability. And because of this, you can start your employment not being disabled and then fall into a disability definition and then find yourself belonging to a protected characteristic group under the Equality Act. And then when you recover, you can then climb out of disability and protected characteristic status and no longer be defined as an employee with a disability. So in effect, definitions of disability under the Equality Act are both fixed and fluid, meaning that under the Act, You can have a disability all of your life and you can have a disability for a short period of your life. And in the case of the employee, being diagnosed with cancer meant that he qualified as a disabled worker under the Equality Act because he had a physical or mental impairment which had a substantial and long-term impact on his life and also had an adverse effect on his ability to carry out normal day-to-day activities. And in addition to this, the meaning of long-term under the Equality Act is when your physical or mental impairment lasts for at least 12 months, or is likely to last for at least 12 months, or is likely to last for the rest of your life. And this is where the employer ran into difficulties in this case. No consideration was given to the employee's disability status, which came about because of the employee's physical and mental health, brought about by the impact of his illness, both before and after his cancer diagnosis. And because of this, the tribunal found that the employer had unfairly dismissed the employee had subjected the employee to disability-related harassment 
and also had treated the employee unfavorably by punishing the employee for behaviors which had arisen out of the consequences of his disability. The tribunal also found that the investigation into the employee's alleged misconduct was a sham investigation and that the investigation had the sole purpose of dressing up the reasons why the employee was being dismissed so that the employer could rely on a catch-all position of having lost trust and confidence in the employee. What the tribunal saw was an employee who was getting frustrated because his promotion was being blocked and reasons were not being given to him. And at the same time that this was happening, the employee was a disabled employee who was suffering from the effects of his condition and the medication that he was taking. And there was no recognition of this by the employer. The tribunal felt so strongly about the way the employee had been treated after 36 years of service with the company, it led to the tribunal making one of the largest awards against any company in recent times at £2.5 million. So what can you take away from this case? Well, firstly, It's important to understand that your protection under the Equality Act in the area of disability is much more fluid than you think, meaning that you could find yourself not being disabled under the definitions of the Act, then moving into disability status and then moving out of disability status, all within one contractual period with your employer. Disability under the Equality Act is not something that you need to be born with and disability under the Act is not just something you can see, like physical disabilities. Also, once you're classified as a disabled worker under the Equality Act, your employer has legal responsibilities towards you which are designed to make sure you can still keep your job and make your contribution at work with the right support. And whether the employer likes it or not, becoming disabled during a course of employment with the company is not something that can be ignored. And instead, your employer must take your change of status to disabled worker very seriously and begin the process of supporting you to work with the employer to find out what reasonable adjustments the employer must put in place to allow you to continue working. If having listened to this podcast episode, you believe that you have become disabled during the course of your employment, you do not need to have worked for your employer for a year or two years before you are covered under the Equality Act. Under the Equality Act, you receive anti-discrimination protections from the first day you belong to a protected characteristic group, whether you've worked for your company for one day or 1,000 days. And also, you don't have to wait until your condition lasts a year to receive disability protection under the Equality Act. 
Instead, your medical condition just needs to be defined as long-term, which under the Equality Act is when your physical or mental condition lasts for at least 12 months or is likely to last for at least 12 months or is likely to last for the rest of your employment life. And that's it for this week. Remember, if you need to raise a concern with your employer about anything in this week's podcast, you can access the grievance support documents from the links in the show notes for this podcast edition if you need help to make a complaint. And finally, if you like what we're doing, remember to like, share and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate this and it would help us to grow this podcast. Until next week, thanks for listening and have a great Employment Rights Week.